Blog Talk Radio. very crazy this week, obviously, with all the stuff happening with the pandemic, and uh, uh, obviously, uh, hopefully, you're doing your shelter in place, following whatever directions you need to keep yourself safe. Uh, I am excited about this next guest. I'm always excited to uh, hear uh, business people, business folks, entrepreneurs share their story, because every story is unique. And my guest is Shante Lundy, and she loves to be outside, and I love to be outside, too. She often hikes, practices yoga, and walks a bulldog on the beach. Uh, of course, that's a fun thing to do. Unfortunately, she couldn't find a sunscreen uh, that would protect her from the sun without cramping her style. I can understand how that is. Like many women with dark skin tones, applying sunscreen meant dealing with the white residue left behind by traditional products. And armed with an MBA and a personal vendetta against unappealing residue, the New York-raised businesswoman started looking for a solution. And she discovered that there were natural ingredients that could boost melanin production, offer the proper UV protection, and be fully absorbed by the screen. So she worked with skincare experts to create Black Girl Sunscreen. And good evening, Ashante. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I am in Los Angeles, and it's about 90 degrees today. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm envious. <laughs> well, here, well, here in Atlanta, it's uh, about the mid-70s, and, it's, and that's kind of warm. But, it, you know, L.A. has weather like that most of the year. And, you know, unfortunately here in Atlanta, we, have, we never have much of a, of a winter. It, was, it usually is gone by February. We have about a three-month from December to maybe February, and then – by March, we have a very short spring. Have you ever been to Atlanta? Yeah, I was actually just there for um, for uh, a festival, um, a Christmas festival hosted by uh, Target and Essence and the Foundation um, New Voices, and that was uh, in the beginning, mid mid December. Um, wow! Okay. I want to say at the Cobb Cobb Center, Cobb Center. Yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. Not, yeah Excuse me. Maybe not, though. I, I could be mixed up, but I was there in Atlanta. We do a few shows uh, every now and then in Atlanta. Oh, really? Okay. All right. That's good. And so when you say a show, these are shows uh, that are showcasing your product? Yeah, so maybe like a trade show or like an expo. Um, so it could be skin-related. It could be beauty-related. It could be hair-related. And it's, it's an opportunity to, to really just kind of um, engage with the community and network with other brand founders and um, to showcase, you know, your products. Um, and this is very helpful, especially for 
you know, an emerging indie brand that wants to get their name out. Um, you know, some shows are bigger than others, um, but, I mean, they're, they're great. Well, that's awesome. I, and, and that's what you have to do. I guess you're hitting the street. So you were in Los Angeles for a business then, and that's not a pleasure trip. You're in your own business. No, I actually live here in um, in Los Angeles now. Um, oh, so okay. I heard you, you you reading the bio, and, I, and I, it, it's, a, it's a recent transition. Um, so I was in Miami for, for 12 years, and I'm currently residing in, in Los Angeles. Um, you know, the weather is pretty similar but different you know less humidity on this side but i moved really to um to bring my bring black girl sunscreen to the next level to um, be able to be around more brand founders you know participate in, in more events and, and things like that so it was definitely a strategic move okay so you that was a business move in other words strategically to, to help your business okay all right that makes yeah. sense so walk us through now. You started the company, if my uh, if my notes are correct, around 2016, 17. So walk us through the, the process you went through to say, oh, you know what? I'm I'm tired of this residue. Let me start a product. So so walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it really started before 2016 in terms of like the thought behind it. Um, but actually physically doing the work um, was in 2016. So, you know, as a little girl, we didn't use the word sunscreen in my house. Um, around in school, kids would use sunscreen and, and bug repellent, and my protection was coconut oil. And I never really thought anything of it until my, my mother was like, go outside, you're black. Like, you, you don't need anything else, right? So that was kind of how I came up. And what I'm finding through conversation is how many people of color have come up. So with that, a really diverse, um, you know, uh, group of friends and, and even communities, um, sunscreen use is, is, is a thing, right? Like my friends would say, hey, wear this sunscreen. We're going to go to a pool party. Or we're going to go hiking. And, and I would try a little bit on my hand, and I'm like, man, like, this, this turns my, my hand a completely different color. I look like a silvery fish. <laughs> so then finally, I was, like, fed up, you know, one day trying to go to this um, party, pool party. My, my friend's like, okay, wear this. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't feel good or look good um, attending this, wearing, wearing the sunscreen. So um, I said that's when it's, it's time to, um, to do something about it. And I jumped on good old Auntie Google to see if there were a product that would cater to my rich complexion. So I typed in keywords such as, you know, sunscreen for ethnic skin, sunscreen for brown skin, sunscreen for brown girls, sunscreen for black girls, and it just came up shorthanded. And that's when I realized that there was a gap in the market. But more importantly, there had to be another female of color, woman of color, girl like me that wanted something to protect them from the sun. So then that's when I was like, okay, it's time to do something about it. But can I do something about it? It's one thing to know that there's an issue, but can you create that solution? And the, 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 the solution creation came in 2015. So that's the backstory. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 I, so, so once you said, hey, listen, I have to find an answer to this solution, and then you got with some skincare experts to put some, I guess, you know, some chemicals together, but it sounds like you found some natural stuff. Yeah, so it's not necessarily chemicals, and, and yeah, they're experts, you know, in the background to, to advise, but the process is a little bit more intense than that because we're talking about something that wasn't currently on the market, and putting something on the market that no one was familiar with, right? Because the number one reason why women of color are not wearing sunscreen is because of the appearance. And cosmetic products, so sunscreen serves as a multi-purpose um, product. Health, a preventative measure for health, like against um, skin cancer and melanoma. And then on the cosmetic side, it helps hyperpigmentation, dark spots, and, and pre-aging. So, with all of that being said, a cosmetic product is supposed to make you feel good and look good. Sunscreen did not do that for us. So how do we eliminate that white cast? 
how do we incorporate ingredients that are great for the skin while moisturizing the skin? And that's what the question was. So what was I up against? I was up against experts in the industry that haven't done this before and that were used to doing things the same old way. Well, for the last 20 years, we've done sunscreen like this. We've had ingredients like that. I would say that was more of a process than anything because I was here shifting their mindset and, and, and telling them, like, hey, this will work. You know, yes, I'm not a chemist. I, I, I'm not a chemist, but I'm a black woman, and I know what is making my skin moisturized is avocado, jojoba, cacao. Let's put these things in, in the sunscreen. And while we're at it, we need to be environmentally conscious. So let's take out these ingredients. So, yes, I did have um, sunscreen experts and, and chemists, you know, um, in, the, in the group. But the ingredients come from, from my creation, from my experience, so, from who I am. So, so the mo- it's been on the market for four years. And what was the – at what point did you say – Wow, this you know I really you know uh, this thing is going to take off. Uh, at what point did you say uh, your first sale? I know your your product is in Target. I, can't, I I'm, I'm assuming that that wasn't the first retailer that you got into, you know. Uh, so what was at the what point did you say okay, I sold a retailer, someone on it, or was it just available online at first? Well. Well, the strategy. So we can't underestimate um, what it's what that process is in getting into a re- retailer. That's a very difficult process and a really, um, you know, a really just nice achievement. So I, I have to say that first. And yes, Target is our first box, big box retailer, and you know we have a very non-conventional product. So for for them to take the chance on us, we appreciate that greatly. Um, but the way our strategy was was, hey, we could market this on social media. Hey, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, that's the world right now. You know, back in 2017, mm-hmm. and, and it's a free platform, right? It's free marketing. Right. So that's how we launched. We launched on blackgirlsunscreen.com and, and, and doing trade shows and appearing on podcasts, appearing on different panels, and that's how we got the word out. And then we started selling wholesale to different brick-and-mortar stores, um, black-owned brick-and-mortar stores across the country. We partnered with skin estheticians that, you know, perform facial services on their clients. And with that, they're actually like our first line of defense because when you go get a facial, they recommend products, a cleanser, moisturizer, toner, and then lastly, um, uh, an SPF, which is sunscreen, right? So, so these women out are out in the field educating clients and, and, and just the public about the usage of, of sunscreen. So that's how we were able to create attention, make noise, kick and scream for a major retailer to, to, to get their attention, right? Like this, this didn't just say, you can't just say, okay, hey, Target or hey, Walmart or hey, whoever, let me in your stores. You have to show some type of consistency and track record. How does your pro- how does your product resonate with this consumer? Because this is not a regular product. This is a, a product that is shifting a mindset, right? Because we've grown up thinking like, well, I have melanin, I don't need sunscreen, or, or, or black doesn't crack. All these all these myths, right? So that that wasn't easy to to get into this big box retailer at all. So so but, how how. When you talk about, and I, and I hear you talking about tracking and marketing and stuff like that, how much of your uh, education background, MBA, having that MBA, did that help you to able to understand how to market something and from a business perspective that maybe some other some entrepreneurs don't have that uh, formal education on how to uh, get a product out there? My my my. Um so being on an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial um, journey is is continuing education. It really is. I learn things, new things every single day. I will say that what has helped me be equipped for this role is um, I have a corporate background, 13 years being in a major company as um, a regional um, manager. And, you know, managing 125 employees, 
um, being able to change my communication style, whether it be upwards or downwards, understanding how marketing plays into, um, you know, promoting a product, how to budget for things, you know, that's what really equipped me. Did my MBA help me? Um, I would say, you know, with the MBA, it gave me certain case studies. Like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I, I, I think I understand how to problem solve. But I've had some real-life case studies. Like, I went, to, I went overseas to visit one of my, um, my suppliers. Like, that, that's a real-life case study. You go over there, pick out who you want to do business with based on cost, based on working conditions, and then you make a decision. So I would say that it's been a combination of, of hands-on experience with my corporate uh, job, then the education, and then really trial and error of, of doing and figuring out what works. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want you to, because one of the things, you know, um, you know, as, as an entrepreneur myself, you know, biting that bullet and saying, okay, I'm leaving my job, because I'm assuming that you, you left your corporate job. So I want you to walk us through, you know, what that felt like when you said, okay, uh, deuces, I'm out. I'm going to focus on that product. So we're going to take a little break here, and we'll be back with Shante Lundy talking about Black Girl Sunscreen. Small businesses face special challenges in controlling their costs. A few simple strategies on today's Your Personal Finance. Uh-huh. A classic story of boy meets girl. Two people at a diner soon discover they share an interest in something other than coffee. So what do you like best about your diet, Shia? Lots of stuff. Like? I love the 16-valve single overhead cam. Excuse me? Or maybe the electronic fuel injection. How about the hype sound system? Or the power windows. And the power locks. They're good. But what I really like is Neon's power Mm. to turn heads. (laughs) How about another cup of coffee? No. How about a drive? Now you can drive the head-turning neon for less than you probably expect. Get one all dressed up with lots of extras, including 15-inch wheels or an alarm system. Dodge Neon. Different. Now at a friendly Dodge dealer near you. Any small business owner knows profits can bleed out fast in both large and small ways. Saving money has to be the top priority. Here are a few practical suggestions to get you started. First, stay close to your business's finances. Open your own mail so that you know what bills are paid, when one is overdue, and whether complaints are being received. Keep an eye on checks written on the company account. If any employee dishonesty should turn up, you'll spot it. Another tip, don't put on the writ too soon. Lavish spending may impress one or two clients, but it can get you into trouble fast. Save money by staying at inexpensive hotels, opting for red-eye flights, and other common-sense economies. Remember, no one is going to look after your business as carefully as you. For your personal finance, I'm Charles Ross. And we're back on Your Personal Finance with Dr. Charles Ross, and we're talking to Shantae Lundy uh, and her product, Black Girl Sunscreen. And if you have a question for Shantae, uh, 516-387-1554 is our phone number. And, of course, she is a, a – well, not of course, but she is a uh, – raised in uh, New York City. And we just found out that we're from the same hood, so to speak, or I think, you know. Uh, New York is a quite an interesting inter- interesting place. As I was telling her uh, during the break that I thought I would – I always thought I would come back to New York. I really did until I moved to Atlanta and bought a house and all everything changed. But one of the things that I wanted you to talk about, because this is where a lot of uh, would-be entrepreneurs kind of get cold feet. Um, when did you know it was time – and I'm assuming that you've left your corporate job. I'm assuming that. And when did you know it was time to leave, and did you have any apprehension about that? So at one point, I was um... – so I was working a corporate job, like literally seven to seven. I was enrolled in a PhD program for organizational behavior, and I had just started um, Black Girl Sunscreen, and and in the sense of, you know, figuring out my manufacturer and things like that. So then when I got heavier, and um, we had bought Black Girl Sunscreen to market, one of those had to go. 
So I decided to um, transition out of my PhD program and say, you know what, my the education piece will always be there. I can I can come back and do that, right? However, I need the the corporate job for my livelihood because Black Girl Sunscreen is not at a place where it could sustain my my life. So, um, so during the time, it was kind of like I actually felt fine dividing my time between the both, 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 both things, black girl sunscreen and, and the corporate gig, right? Because it was like, I knew that I had to come back and do a second shift. It, it then just dawned on me that if I wanted to grow something and make it to where I wanted to be and successful, then I should put a hundred percent in it and not 50% or 75%. So I wasn't really apprehensive about leaving and transitioning out of corporate because I felt like I've already paid my time. You know, at this point, we're 13, 14 years in the game in corporate America, and I've learned everything that I felt like I could learn within that corporation. So then I I transitioned out, and you know what? I, I wasn't really scared. I wasn't scared about not having money. I wasn't scared about if Black Girl Sunscreen, what it worked. I thought the biggest the biggest change for me was was managing a full day worth of time that no one else would dictate. Oh, hey, Shantae, have you done this report, or can you send this email, or whatever it is. So I think that was the hardest adjustment for me, but because I am a risk taker, because I started a product literally named Black Girl Sunscreen, leaving my, my job and transitioning out wasn't, wasn't a huge a huge worry for me, but that's that to me and everyone else's story is a, is a little bit different. Yeah, when I but jumped I out, add, no, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I will add that, you know, when we talk about finances and things like that, did I have, you know, three, three months, you know, um, uh, rent saved up? I, I did. Did I live conservatively? Absolutely. I, I turned in my car, right? So I didn't have a car payment. I just had, um, and even with car insurance, I just had like the portion where I could drive. So there were some things that I downsized on. So I know that I could make it until things started to to to, to do well with Black Girl Sunscreen. And, and that's and, and that's a good point that you that you make because for me, when I left my my job, I was vice president for investments for a, a major uh, you know bank, and you know uh, I was kind of forced you know to, to kind of make that decision like you were, but I was afraid I had a family and stuff like that, and so I was like, wow, am I going to be able to support myself? But the one thing I think that that I hear that you have that I think a, all entrepreneurs need to have and hear if they're listening is that passion. I mean, you can hear the passion in your voice that you're just adamant about trying to get this product and get, get you know, black women to use it. Um, and that really drives you because you feel like, you know, you didn't feel like you were going to fail, did you? You just felt like, hey, it's going to be a matter of time until I get this, get the, uh, get this to the market and then it gets the acceptance that it wants and what the, what the unlimited potential was. So you wasn't afraid and you felt, I'm sure you felt, hey, this is going to be successful. It's going to be a matter of time. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, what I would question myself is, is like, um, are, do women think they need sunscreen? Do black women think they need sunscreen? They have to. They have to, right? So that was more in my mind than, than anything else. I, I try not to, to use those type of words um, because it's, it's all about the mindset. And, you know, success is different and feels different to everyone. So it's, it's more about, you know, can this keep me afloat? Um, you know, how hard do I have to go off season versus in season, there's so many different variables with this type of product. Um, so, so yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think that at all, and it, I don't go into situations thinking the worst of them. I, I do go in there thinking the best of them. And and that's the important thing. You have to go in with a positive attitude, with the passion that you have, and and that kind of drives you. Now, one of the things that I, I keep hearing you saying is we. So I'm assuming you have a you have a team of people. That, that are working with you? Yeah, I do have a team, but um, it's actually just part of my vocabulary um, from day one, even if it was myself. I, I speak in him of we. <laughs> say, say what now? Um, it's, it's just, it's, so it's just my vocabulary. 
So, um, so yes, I have a team now, but when I started, no, I did not have a team. However, I would always use the team, the word we, because that is enforcing like teamwork and and a collaborative effort. So I've trained myself to always say we instead of I, because I'm not taking credit for, for anything. So you, yeah. so you do have a staff of people that are work some people that are working with you, I guess, in helping you do some of this yeah. stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All but right. in the beginning, but in the beginning, I didn't, and I would still say we, like we at Black Girl Sunscreen, because I would speak thing. I'm speaking into existence. Like I will have a team, and I don't need to say, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I would just say Black Girl Sunscreen does this. Got you it. Know? Got That's it. That's what I. Yeah. So how so in funding the product, I mean, you had to do manufacturing and, and branding and all that kind of stuff and packaging. Where did you get the capital from to do that? When starting out, when did, where did you get the capital? Um, because I worked in um, the job for so long, I, I saved my money, and um, I knew that I had this money in the bank, and it was kind of like you know burning a hole in my pocket. And I said, oh, I want to do something, you know. Um, constructive and, and some, like invest pretty much right is it, is it going to be a down payment on a home or like what does that look like for me and then when I came up with Black Girl Sunscreen um, it wasn't a question of the funding because I knew that I, I had the money so it took years for me to save the money though this was not an overnight type of type of deal this was me you know living living not at bare minimum but just living conservatively and then so, so if, if I hear if so what I yeah so what I hear you saying is that uh, the 13 years you were working you know for this uh, major company as a regional manager you were saving your money for a purpose that you didn't know exactly what that purpose was until you came up with the idea for Black Girl Sunscreen is that right so you were were you looking for an entrepreneurial opportunity or just because you you know had this thing about you know hey I don't like this white residue I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do something about it. So um, I guess what I'm trying to find out is that were you always in an entrepreneurial mindset looking for an opportunity to get in business or you found an idea and just said, hey, let me see if I can make this, you know, uh, a business or life work? That's right. The second part. So, um, you know, to be honest with you, Dr. Ross, I wanted to be a violinist. Um, so originally, you know, in, 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 in elementary school, first I wanted to be the president, and then I still play the violin to this day. I wanted to be a violinist, okay? And then I stopped playing for a while, and then I picked it back up again. Um, and, you know, to this day, I, I never thought that I would have a company called Black Girl Sunscreen that is getting so much traction and, and attention. Um, so it, it just so happened that I had this issue. I had the capital to fund it. And it grew legs, and I want to win, and I win in everything that I do. So everything that I do gets a hundred percent. So this is what it is right now. That Black Girl Sunscreen, it's it's bigger than Chante Lundy, right? Because now women of color understand the benefits of protecting their skin. So how do we get this message uh, in front of the mass? How do we get all women of color with skin to understand why it's important? And that's the mission that we're in. So it's bigger than Chante Lundy. So, you know, one of the things that I learned, and I, I love the beach. I live in Atlanta. I snorkel. I scuba dive. I jet ski. I, matter of fact, when this pandemic is over, I mean, me and my wife say, hey, we got to find some beach somewhere. You know, so and all our vacations generally center around the beach. But one of the things I, I discovered, you know, the whole thing, I think you alluded to this early on, is that black folks, you know, cannot, you know, uh, uh, you know, get get sunburned. Well, I learned, oh, yes, you can. <laughs> you know, I learned the hard way. And especially when you vacation in some of these areas that are closer to the equator where the sun is a lot you know, more direct. And so my question, being a, a man of color, is a black girl sunscreen something that uh, black men could use as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the reason why I chose the name black girl sunscreen is because I am the consumer. Um, this is who I relate to, and this is who I can speak to very comfortably and understand what their challenges are. So, so that's the name. That's the reason why I named it that. Now, could 
you know, um, a man of color wear it? I mean, absolutely. Any person with melanin could wear the skin. You know, black girl sunscreen does what it says it's supposed to do. It rubs in clear, leaving no white streaks. So that that can happen on all skin complexions. Why we're different from other sunscreen uh, companies is that we add these moisturizing ingredients. So it doesn't, you know, cause dryness. And that's really important for for us, right? Like, even men, you guys don't, oh, well, I'll say some men. Some men don't care if they're ashy, their they're knuckles are ashy. But you don't see women walking around like that with ashy elbows. You know what I mean? Dry, not knee right, hat. Right. So, so I think So I think that, you know, it really just depends, too, on, on the man. Like, you know, if they have a complex about wearing something that says girl, then that's up to them. But, yeah, absolutely. If your wife were to say, hey, hey, honey, put this on, you know, we don't want your forehead to burn, we don't want your nose to burn, then I hope that you would put that on. And, and when we go to the beach, we definitely do put on sunscreen. Like I said, I learned the hard way that, you, you know, and this is years ago, but that, uh, you know, black people can uh, get sunburned, you know, if you're out in the mm-hmm. sun. And that mm-hmm. can really create a problem for you as well, you know. So we're going to play another segment of uh, your personal finance. When we come back, we're just going to talk about what the future plans are for black girls sunscreen, Okay. Okay. Minute-by-minute management can keep your small business from succeeding. I'll tell you why on today's Your Personal Finance. Uh-huh. A classic story of boy meets girl. Two people at a diner soon discover they share an interest in something other than coffee. So what do you like best about your diet, Shia? Lots of stuff. Like? I love the 16-valve single overhead cam. Excuse me? Or maybe the electronic fuel injection. How about the hype sound system? Or the power windows. And the power locks. They're good. But what I really like is neon power Mm. to turn heads. (laughs) (laughs) How about another cup of coffee? No. How about a drive? Right. Now you can drive the head-turning neon for less than you probably expect. Get one all dressed up with lots of extras, including 15-inch wheels or an alarm system. Dodge Neon. Different. Now at a friendly Dodge dealer near you. Sometimes it is hard for a small business owner to look away from the crisis of the moment. But long-term planning is crucial to your business's success. It's a mistake to judge how you're doing by the balance in your checking account. Your profit and loss statements are a vital management tool. As you grow, you may need to borrow money, but be careful. Although banks are offering more loans to small businesses, lines of credit often have higher interest rates than long-term loans. And with your business growing, your day-to-day need for cash can make paying it back tough. The Small Business Administration, or SBA, is a good option for longer-term loans. Finally, let technology help you by using it to streamline and simplify your operation. For your personal finance, I'm Charles Ross. And we're back. Your personal finance with Dr. Charles Ross. And if you have the desire to call in and ask Shante a question, I'll Phone number is 516-387-1554. One of the things we were talking about during the break is uh, social media, how the entree into being a business person can be lowered. And one of the examples I give, you know, I I have two books that I I authored, and and that was back in the 90s, so that's 20-something years ago. But now anybody can write a book and have it published. Uh, An entity called Amazon.com is around that allows you to publish a book and have it available where people don't have to call you. They can go on Amazon.com and, and find your stuff. So the entree into into being a business, into being an entrepreneur can be lowered. And, uh, Shante, I know you addressed this a little bit, but explain how that really made a difference in terms of uh, the capital you had to put out because you didn't have to spend as much money on marketing initially to do that. Um, you know, it's been really great, and it really can, shows how resourceful – um, you know, a startup can be um, in the time that that we're in, and there are so many users of, of these platforms. I mean, there's more than one platform that you can you can launch on, and for different for, for different reasons. You know, you know, one platform is visual. You know, another to be more informational. You know, LinkedIn is, is more professional. 
So there's different content that goes on to different platforms. Um, but for me, how it's helped us is, is like I said, um, not having money to commit to, to a marketing budget still gave us the opportunity to put ourselves in front of people that we wouldn't necessarily have access to. I mean, you can literally send a message to someone that before you, you wouldn't even know how to contact. Now it's another thing if they respond or not, but at least, at least, at least you sent the message. And honestly, like social media, it's not even, it's not even a luxury or it's imperative. Like you, you need to have these socials to, 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 to do your business bare minimum you need to have a page with your name or your business name and some posts and talking about what you do um that's just the standard now and you know i even think about business cards where i i don't carry business cards i i'll tell someone oh i'm digital here's my linkedin name or, or here's my handle so i think that has been um it's it's, it's really helpful for a startup that doesn't have the financial resources to maybe create or have billboards in Atlanta, right? And the billboards in Atlanta are less expensive expensive than the billboards in LA. Or a commercial. Or how about this, a radio buy. Like, so these are things that you know, in the past have maybe been intimidating for a brand but now it's kind of like, oh no, I, I I can just go on Instagram and and launch a few things, and you get going. You can make a video that, that goes viral if your video is good, right? So there's so many different ways that you can leverage social media, and that's just on the free front, right? We're, we're not really investing anything. But on a, if you have some type of budget, there are ads. You know, you could commit, you know, $500 to Facebook and, and have your ads going that's going to generate maybe three times your return, depending on what your content is. So there are so many opportunities, and what I like to call this is there's no excuse anymore for you not to do something. Oh, yeah, you want to start a business? Okay, cool. Did you, start your, did you get the Instagram handle yet? Did you secure that name? So I think that it makes it, it, makes it easier for us to, to accomplish the impossible. Now, you're in L.A., and I, one of the things I find with a lot of cosmetic products is they get celebrity endorsements. Have you thought about that? And you know, being in LA, uh, you know, uh, which is the home for a lot of uh, celebrities, have you thought about uh, would that help you, or is that something you're thinking about at all? So, in terms of celebrity endorsements, you know, um, there are many, um, I would say, women of color that are doing big things in, in the LA um, area that have used our product that have said, hey, this is my sunscreen of choice, or hey, I've used this on vacation, or hey, did you go pick up your black girl sunscreen? So those, and this is how black girl sunscreen has gained traction, right? Because there is, um, you know, this caliber of woman with, I don't know, 2.4 million followers that's talking about the product. So these are some of the things that has given us the attention that we have now. So what's what's in the future? Where, where do you see your product? You know, five, ten, fifteen years from now. I mean, where where, where where do you see your product in terms of? Or in this, oh, in it, and I guess um, the other question is: this going to be your only product? Are you thinking about some other ancillary products in addition to this one? So we currently have two SKUs. We have Black Girl Sunscreen SPF 30, and then we have a SKU for kids. It's um, SPF 50. So we, we have two SKUs, and then coming into 2021, um, we will be releasing another two SKUs, right? So really the plan for Black Girl Sunscreen is to um, produce products for all consumers because there's different levels of sunscreen users, and then get the product um, into all hands of, of women of color that have skin. So, you know, to answer your question, um, you know, where do I see the company in, in five, you know, 12 years? You know, my thought is it's, it's already going to be uh, acquired, just to be honest with you. You know, that's really the route that we're, we're going, and I have to speak it into existence. Um, but we're growing, and, and we're talking about it. I have to say that, you know, thank you so much, Dr. Ross, for, for, giving, for giving me 
and us the platform to come and start the conversation and continue it because this is how it, it all started. So, so the plan is to keep going and not looking back. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, and you're international. I guess being on the Internet, you can buy the product and have it shipped to you. Is that correct? That is correct, but we actually do have a partnership um, in Nigeria. So there is a pharmacy that carries um, black girl sunscreen in, in, within the entire country. Um, we, meaning my team and I, <laughs> we did some store activations in, um, in Lagos, and then we went to Abuja, which, which are two different uh, cities and, and countries in Nigeria, and we launched the product. Um, so we are international. We have um, some few, we're having conversations in the South African market and um, the Canadian market. So, so we're moving right along with, with, our, with our kind of awareness, if, if you will. Um, but in terms of like shipping and stuff like that, yes, we ship wherever you want us to, to ship it to. Great, great. I think we do have a caller on the line. Uh, caller, are you there? Caller, are you there? Okay, call drop. Uh, well, I, I wish you much success. I, I, I always like to see uh, uh, black entrepreneurs doing well. And as a father with all daughters, especially seeing black women doing very, very well. And uh, anything we could do to help promote this, then, uh, yes, you know, we need to do it. And I will do be it. using it. When this pandemic is over, we're going to be going to a beach, and we will be using uh, black girl sunscreen, you know, to make sure that I don't get roasted on the beach. <laughs> now, how can folks now how can folks find you? How can folks find you? Um, I mean, that's, so it's, it's black girl sunscreen across the board. Okay. Uh, so that's all socials, like the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, it's Black Girl Sunscreen. And then, um, I mean, if you want to talk to me directly, you can um, find me at contact at blackgirlsunscreen.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Shante, much success to you. Uh, you seem like you've got a lot going on. I can hear the passion in your voice, and I just know we're going to be hearing about uh, great things from you, you know, in addition to what you're currently doing. And I just hope that, uh, you know, black sunscreen, black girl sunscreen just takes off and, you know, it becomes the product of choice for black women who desire to have, uh, make sure they don't get roasted on the beach or anywhere else. Right. right. <laughs> and, and that's the goal. And that's the goal, right? Pre- preserve your youth. Right. And, and stay young and looking beautiful. So for, for my, my final words are, um, Stay calm, stay home, stay moisturized. All right. Thank you so much, Shante. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you so much for being on the show, and have a good weekend. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Wow. You know, I'm always uh, excited, you know, to hear black entrepreneurs talk about, you know, their product, talk about, you know, uh, their story, because every entrepreneur, you know, has a story. And, you know, um, uh, to hear her talk about a product that she had no background in. Um, she's, as she said, she's not a chemist, but she get, got with some experts, you know, to help her formulate what she's wanted, what, what, you know, to help her formulate the product. Uh, if you want more information, uh, obviously you could go to blackgirlsunscreen.com uh, and uh, buy the product, support her. You know, because we need to do that for folks. And it's amazing when you think about it, the fact that there was no uh, corporation, you know, of all the companies that produce sunscreen, uh, they didn't come up with a product for black women. And so there's a niche there. There was just something went over their head. They assumed that, oh, we're making sunscreen. Oh, everybody can access it, you know. But obviously, you know, uh, there's always a niche. So here in 2020, even though with this pandemic that's going on, there's still opportunities out there for uh, uh, a male or a female to be able to be successful. Going to play another segment of your personal finance. And when we come back, if uh, you have a question on this or on something else on finance, please give us a call. 516-387-1554 is our phone number. You own the business, but employees and suppliers alike can help it succeed. Find out how on today's Your Personal Finance. Uh-huh. A classic. 
classic story of a boy meets girl. Two people at a diner soon discover they share an interest in something other than coffee. So what do you like best about your diet, Shania? Lots of stuff. Like? I love the 16-valve single overhead cam. Excuse me? Or maybe the electronic fuel injection. How about the hype sound system? Or the power windows. And the power locks. They're good. But what I really like is neon power Mm. to turn heads. (laughs) How about another cup of coffee? No. How about a drive? Drive. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can drive the head-turning neon for less than you probably expect. Get one all dressed up with lots of extras, including 15-inch wheels or an alarm system. Dodge Neon. Different. Now at a friendly Dodge dealer near you. Small business owners enjoy the feeling of independence and self-reliance. But your employees and your suppliers can be valuable allies in making it successful. Teach employees how the health of the company affects them. If the company is not making money, nobody has job security. Get them involved. If you are too small for a profit sharing or a 401k plan, involve your employees by getting their input on relevant matters. They are the ones who best know what's happening at the cash register or on the production line. Your suppliers can help too. Ask them about early payment discounts and even small breaks on prices. Get your suppliers to deliver inventory when you need it. This saves you money on inventory costs. For your personal finance, I'm Charles Ross. Well, this ends another segment of uh, Your Personal Finance with Dr. Charles Ross. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We appreciate you. Also, please, please email me with some things that you would like me uh, to talk about as far as uh, personal finance or even a guest that you think I should have on because I enjoy highlighting, spotlighting black business owners and what they're doing because oftentimes – you know, they don't have access, you know, to the general media and don't get the attention uh, they deserve. And so, you know, I had never heard of Black Girl Sunscreen. Uh, as you uh, probably heard us talking, I think I mentioned, well, we were talking you know, off the air, but I'll share with you that I found her through social media. And I said, wow, this is a great product, great idea. I'd love to hear her story. And, you know, if you listen to the, uh, to the broadcast, you heard her passion. And that's one of the things that an entrepreneur has to have, absolutely. Whenever I've been, I've interviewed a lot of business owners in my, in my career, uh, and, I'm, and I'm not done yet. And one of the things I always look for is the passion, you know, of what they're doing. And, you know, she feels very strongly about that product and feels that it's going to be something that's going to change a lot of women, you know, perspective on sunscreen. I, for one was one of those folks who just thought that I didn't need sunscreen. And I'd go out and, uh, you know, uh, snorkeling or scuba diving or going a a boat trip or just being out on the beach or in the water swimming. And especially when you get to some of these um, island destinations that are closer to the equator, man, that sun beaming down you will bake you. And you will be, you know, I mean, you'll come out of there, you know, just, you know, uh, sunburned. So uh, that ends this segment of uh, Your Personal Finance with Dr. Charles Ross. And I'm going to end the show with a, with a song I, I kind of enjoy, which kind of fits the show. Have a good weekend. Be safe out there. And, uh, you know, stay sheltered when you can. Uh, this, and just keep in mind, this too shall pass.
keep coming. Financial strategies when money is tight. On today's Your Personal Finance. with different attitudes about finances raise money smart kids find out on today's your personal finance Chrysler 300M presents an original composition by Dr. Sonia Sanchez and Mr. Eric Benet Perfection in an imperfect world I hear you whispering my name in the wind go on with your high energy self. 300 I feel you rounding these curves, bringing your rhythm of life to the road. Perfection in an imperfect world. You bring speed and beauty. You bring the future and the past. I say, wake up, world. Perfection. The best place for kids to learn about money is at home. But according to surveys, youngsters in the U.S. are embarrassingly uninformed. What makes money a taboo subject in many households? Apparently, it's the emotional debates parents often have about it. But mothers and dads should agree on this. It's important to get an early start teaching your children basic financial concepts. To help your kids, divide money management into four basic areas, earning, spending, saving, and borrowing. In your daily routines, while you bank, pump gas, or discuss family vacations, use every opportunity to give clear, practical examples of these principles. As your kids grow, so should their financial lessons and responsibilities. For your personal finance, I'm Charles Ross. (laughs) 